Okay, here's the gist. I'm a gay guy who's been living in New York City for the past three decades. I got shit to talk about. I also have awesome friends who also have a lot of shit to talk about. That's what this podcast is about. Way off the record. People that you never hear from, that you need to hear from. Because trust me, girl, you need this fabulous in your life. Are you ready to start, Forrest? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be ready to start. Okay. 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 And as long as I can put on as much of a mid-Atlantic accent as possible. (laughs) You are Catherine Hepburn right now. My, she was young. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Get it done. At the time of recording, we are unaware of the actual name of the series, but this is the basically the musical series for Way Off the Record. Today, my guest and friend uh, is Forrest Gurka. Did I say that right? Gurky. Gurky? Yeah, Gurky? it should be Gurka, but you know, it's been in America too oh, long. Girl, I can't deal with the German. Um, anyway, so welcome, Forrest. How are you? I'm great. Are you fabulous? Are you enjoying your Rittenhouse? Is that what we're drinking? I don't know. You poured it. Rittenhouse rye, yeah. So we're doing a taste <laughs> test uh, for two different types of rye, Rittenhouse and Old Overton. Um, and we're going to see which we like better. Un- unfortunately, uh, Tito Lachat knocked over most of the bottle of Rittenhouse, broke the cap, went all, all over the kitchen floor, and so there's not much left. Anyway. He's sitting next to your head sleeping right now, pretending like he's yeah, like uh, yeah, I drink to forget. All right, so um, so Forrest, my friend Forrest, is, and he hates it when I call him this, he's sort of like the modern Renaissance man. Without math. He is, he is a brilliant visual artist, a printmaker, and sketcher, and painter. He's also a, a lovely musician, songwriter, and singer, and he's going to play some songs uh cover songs and original songs on both the guitar and the baritone ukulele Mm. are you excited for us i'm so excited i thought you were all right so let me know talk to me about the writing process for when you write songs like do you start with the melody first or lyrics uh how does that go um, it's different every time, which I know is a really crappy answer, but um, but yeah, I think there are some times when I'll get a lyric in my head, and then I'll kind of work out that first, mm-hmm. and then add a melody later. Um, but a lot of times it's, I mean, more than not, it's like an organic process where I'm just playing, and I'm kind of messing around with different chord structures, and then I hear something that I like and it gives me an idea and then I spend you know sometimes I'll write a song in a night and sometimes it'll take me nine years <laughs> I think one of the ones you're playing today is took you like nine years right one um, of the ones today yeah it did <laughs> are you ready like, how was you looking what oh this this is poor warefaring stranger take it away Forest. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I'm a poor wayfaring stranger traveling through this world of woe, and there's no sickness, no toil, no danger in that bright land to which I roam. Going there to see my mother. She said she'd meet me when I come. I'm only going over Jordan. I'm only going over. By the way, Forrest, yes, I have a special <laughs> surprise for you tonight. Oh, no. Are you excited? I don't <laughs> care for surprises. It's, don't worry, it, it's, it's a lovely thing. So we recently got a bidet for our toilet. And so it's uh, the Brondel Swash SE600. Uh, bidet and it's like a conversion bidet and I encourage you to try it out whether you have to poop or not it doesn't matter it's like got a heated seat and it's got a blue UV light it's fabulous and I'm gonna have I'm literally gonna episode uh, have a whole episode about my friends that have tried the bidet and to talk about their experience Girl, I, I got to get sponsors. I got to do what I can do. So don't judge me, okay? Well, see, that might be too fancy for me. <laughs> I grew up in the desert, like, pooping in a hole. <laughs> so, like, well, I, I know how to use uh, juniper tree paper bark as, oh. as toilet paper if you, in, when you're in a pinch. So. Okay, well, we're in Manhattan, so it's not that rustic. But um, I'm just when saying. you do, when you do have to use the toilet, because you will, girl. 
you let me know how it is and we'll make notes and you'll come on back on an episode when we talk all about the bidet. Okay? All right. I'll keep it in mind. <laughs> Thank you. So, Forrest, when you were in art school, you had this teacher, Patrice Sullivan. What did she, t- what did she tell you? Oh, so Patrice was my very favorite professor in all of art school, and she taught uh, my upper division painting classes because I was getting a degree in painting, which is very useful. I also have a degree <laughs> in art history, um, which is also very useful. Um, but, uh, but Patrice, the reason why I liked her was because she kept it real and blunt and straight and to the point. And so the first time I ever met her, she walked into the room and she said, just so that you all know, I don't think about you when I'm not here. <laughs> This is just my job. It's not my life. <laughs> and uh, I fucking love that her. That is kind of my mantra in life. Is she know? alive still? Or oh yeah, no. I I ran into her in Central Park like a year and a half ago. Can we tag her on social media for this episode? I think she. Would I don't know do how that. much she would like that. I She's not really she a sounds, joiner. <laughs> she sounds like the type of chick that would really. I mean, find this. after this story, do you think that she's much of a joiner? <laughs> like, it don't, no, it doesn't matter. I don't but think you about know, you when I'm not here. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying is I have, Sorry. I'm friends with uh, a few of my teachers on social media, two, two, like some of my favorite teachers. And just the fact that you remember her saying that and that you have an influence, she had an influence on your life. That's what teachers live for. Oh, no. And I like, think she yeah, would. No, she, well, and I told her this, and she was just like, oh, really? Like, because I saw her, you know, it was like 10 or 11 years after um, after we had, after I had finished school, and um, and I just ran it, ran into her randomly, and, uh, and she... Um, We're adjusting the volume, sorry. Oh. Sorry. So I ran into her randomly, and it had been about 10 or 11 years since I'd seen her, and um, she was thrilled to see me. She remembered me, and, uh, and she was, well, because she was the one who approached me. She tugged on my sleeve in, in Central Park, and she was like, Forrest, is that you? No. And I said, yes. And, and she was like, wow, you grew into your face. You look like a grown-up now. <laughs> <laughs> God, she, she would like... probably hate this impersonation of her, so please don't tag her in this. All right, God, you're no yes. fun. Um, so, by the way, I think the name of this episode is "I Don't Think About You When I'm Not Here." That is my general attitude toward her. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's a great philosophy. I don't I've had to tell a lot of coworkers that. Yeah. Well. Cause I, well, cause like I have day jobs and, uh, mm-hmm. and a lot of the people that I work with are, they don't have their own interesting, like things going on outside of work. Like that's it for them. Oh. I'm just like, wow, if this was all that I had going on in my life, <laughs> I don't know what I would do. You would kill you know, yourself. Well, that's you know, what it, would, you would it do. wouldn't be great. Um, <laughs> that's not to say that I don't, I, I, I've worked with some lovely people and people that I have grown to admire. But and how many of them have you kept in touch with after the job? A few. I'm actually invited to a 40th birthday party for a, a very good friend of mine that I worked with 
my last company for like three and a half years. Nice. Became a friend. So it can happen. <laughs> but right. in general, it's a, I don't think about you when I'm not here. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. All right, I want to get back to your to your musical career. Um, career. <laughs> well, I know you hate that word, but you are. So one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast is because you said to me you wanted to get back into performing live, which I'm thrilled about. So that's one of the reasons why we're here. Also, just because I enjoy your company. Um, Likewise, Scott. Thank you. <laughs> So let's talk about your musical influences. Who, what artists have shaped Forrest Gerke? Well, Forrest Harrison Gerke. Um, I was very blessed to have grown up in a household that was filled with music. Mm. So my father is a bluegrass musician, mm. and both of my parents love all types of music. So I grew up with. Um, definitely a strong folk music and Americana background, but also um, they loved classical music and jazz and Motown mm. and the Beatles and classic rock and uh, singer-songwriters of the 70s were a big favorite of my mother's. So I, I feel like I grew up with heaven. a... Yeah, I feel like I grew up with a fantastic uh, musical education. And so when I was, you know, going through my teen years in uh, the late 90s and early 2000s, I, I just, I was not thrilled with what was available as the popular music at the time. So I kind of retreated into Joni Mitchell and Ugh. Carly Simon and the Beatles <sighs> oh and my God. Yeah, we were Cream and, you know, just, and Janis Joplin. Like I was... You know what I love about this? Like you're a fetus, and I'm like ancient, and we have the same musical taste. Like I, it was all about Carly Simon. Well, thank you for calling me young. I appreciate that. Well, you're you're like twenty years younger than I am, but it, see, it doesn't it doesn't matter, right? So, Carly Pretty Simon, <laughs> Carly Carly Simon, Joni Mitchell, Phoebe Snow, all of those people. Um, had a major influence, and I have to say Tom Jones, because because it's not unusual. Still, <laughs> <laughs> he can still fucking sing, and he's like eighty, or and something. he can rock a skinny pant. I fucking love my Tom Jones. Don't listeners, don't you come for me? You got to listen to some shit. He's still relevant. We're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This is an original by Forrest called Lie to Me. Full of beauty 
made of wonderful lies Lie to me Tell me that it's Christmas in June said that your friend called that your Julie London song. Yes, my uh, <laughs> my roommate at the time, Joe Wollen. I'll give him some credit. Joe Wollen. Joe Wollen's a fantastic individual. Uh, but yes, he used to call that my Julie London song. <laughs> it's um, it's very romantic, that song, which is sort of uncharacteristic of how I think of you, how you, how you present yourself i know you're a romantic you're a closet romantic well so the song isn't really about being romantic it's uh it's about so i wrote this song when i was going through a very difficult time in my life where a lot of things transitioned um into something unexpected at once Mm -hmm. and so it was just and i was like 26 and you know, had no uh, real coping mechanisms. And so it was a way to kind of just think of how nice it would be if just somebody told you a Mm -hmm. nice story, even Mm -hmm. if it wasn't true. (laughs) Mm. And so that was kind of the seed of the song. I love it. I love it. I still, to me, it sounds like this is what I would love, you know, and it's very romantic you know, lie to me, tell me that you're loving you, even though it's not true, or whatever. Um, I think it's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, sometimes uh, sometimes the, the story is better than the real thing. Well, of <laughs> course, that's why we have art and photographs and painting. 
We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Um, so we talked about this uh, at the pre-interview session, which also included alcohol because we're friends. And But I want to, you know, I want to... I, I want to drink, Scott. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I want to do my Terry Gross due diligence. I'm reading her book, by the way, and it's fabulous. And it's all about the people that she's interviewed over the years. and I was raised um, on Terry Gross. I know. I mean, I love her. Maybe she'd be on the show. How cool would that be? I doubt she'd uh, do it. She probably won't. I, I have five so. listeners, Terry Gross. If you're listening, I have like five listeners. Five subscribers. I think I have more than that, but... I don't one think of the Terry paradoxes. time to do that. <laughs> Listen, don't <laughs> rain on my parade. <laughs> I don't know. I I know. I'm I'm, I'm at this point where like I've known some people in PR, and apparently booking her is very difficult. Oh, I know. She's sort of like she's a self-proclaimed bitch, you know, and I kind of love that about her. Well, you know what? But she had to carve out her own space. I know. I know. Nobody was gonna give it to her. Don't you get all uppity on me? I get it. Um, yeah. Can we talk about Willie Nelson for the next song? Oh, is that my next song? Crazy. Sure. <clears throat> yes. So, um, I guess, yes, this does tie into Terry Gross. So, I I love Willie Nelson. I grew up listening to, actually, uh, his Stardust album, which mm. is that album that he did like standards? of jazz standards in yeah. the late 70s. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a really sweet memory that I was told of, of my oldest sister, Soraya, Um when she would sing Georgia oh, based on his version. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so that, that goes to show that my parents were, had a very eclectic musical taste because not only did they like all sorts of things from uh, Americana and bluegrass and, and things that my dad played, but, um, but also jazz standards. And so we listened to a lot of jazz music and then we listened to Willie Nelson singing jazz music, which was fantastic. But so we talked. Let me let me just talk about your parents for a minute. So, you know, since I've known you, I've learned about your father. I've not met them yet. Um, by the way, what's his? What's your father's name? My dad's name is Randy Gerke. Randy Gerke and Kay Gerke. I need to meet you the next time you're in New York City. Uh, your father, in addition to being uh, an amazing musician, is an amazing photographer. That is as, true. As is your mom. And your mom is revitalizing her pottery career. Yes. So. Um, Can we get a shout out to the website? I'll put it in the show notes. Yes. So, well. Uh, well, so just to give some background, my um, my my mother was an intensely creative person who found all sorts of ways to explore her creativity through my life and was um, one of my biggest advocates for for becoming useless and artistic. <laughs> but that's so um, rare and, and important. You no, know, both of my parents you know? did. Like, you know, when when it, when it turned out that I was into art and I wasn't good at basketball, you know, like <laughs> uh, we all just shifted gears. My mother studied uh, fine art when she was in college Mm -hmm. and uh, got really interested in pottery and ceramics. And so that was something that 
was a big passion of hers. And then over the course of having three children Mm -hmm. and um, also being a small business owner and um, with multiple businesses, she had a gourmet bread business when throughout my whole childhood as I was growing up that she ran out of our house. And she also helped my dad with um, with their combined business, which was teaching wilderness survival skills in the <laughs> mountains and deserts of southwestern Colorado, where I grew up. So um, hot. I love that. She she always uh, she sewed and she she drew little sketches for all kinds of things, and and she she just. She was always creating things. So she was somebody who was perpetually creative. Amazing. Um, but her real passion was pottery. And and so my whole childhood, I knew that she kind of had to give up pottery mm. um, to raise a family. And, and that was something that she was also very passionate about. She loved being a parent and she loved what she did with us um, in our home. And and so I, I feel like I got pretty lucky in getting some pretty invested parents. But, um, but so in recent years, she has uh, rekindled her pottery practice and just gone yes. crazy with it. Yes. And so now she has a studio and she is producing like mad and just making the beautiful things that are both artistic and functional um but really just they just capture her whole spirit and everything that she's like always wanted to do with her life and so i it's really an inspiration to anybody that um that if you if you really care about doing something, no matter what point in your life, exactly. you, can, you exactly. can do it. And so if you feel like maybe there was something that you loved at one point in your life that you had to give up, that it's not gone forever. And so exactly. my mother is now just making beautiful pottery. She's she's growing and and she's maturing in her own practice. And it's just... It's really inspiring, and I love to see it. Kay Gurky, this episode is for you, and I'm not. Yes, and I'm so not, her. I'm being uh, totally serious. So her her pottery studio is it's called Bent Mountain Pottery. So if you search that on Google or Instagram, you will find mm-hmm. Bent Mountain Pottery. That's uh, that is her brand and her studio, and it's it's all very beautiful stuff. So now, as a fun segue, and don't take this the wrong way, Kay. Um, you're going to do Willie Nelson's Crazy. <laughs> yes. So, oh, so back to Terry Gross. So, um, so Sorry. I grew up with the Patsy Cline version of Crazy. Girl, and me too. loved it. I love Patsy Cline. Um, but I, I don't think I ever really heard the song until I was listening to a rerun of a Terry Gross segment from the mid-90s where she had Willie Nelson on. Mm-hmm. And he wrote Crazy, and he gave it to Patsy Cline. He recorded it himself, too, but he 
he was friends with her and he really respected her and he thought that she could do good things with it and um and so you know her version is the standard mm-hmm. but uh I but i loved version, when i heard just his sort mm. of simple acoustic unplugged arrangement of it mm-hmm. and uh and i really learned that willie nelson was a jazz singer that's it that's it <laughs> So, um, so I tried to learn from his version. It's of course not anywhere near what he would do, but uh, but this is closer to to that side of it. So, this is my take on crazy. Great. This is crazy by Willie Nelson. you have to go through a real bad breakup for that song well i think i think so that's one. that's one of the brilliant things about a great song is you know you can only kind of i mean you can i think people can relate on it on multiple levels but it's kind of one of the greatest songs ever written without hyperbole so i want to ask you about your we've talked about this your philosophy for covering a song and and how you approach that oh yeah well i mean i think with 
you know, any song that's very well known, especially crazy, a lot of people have played the song, a lot mm-hmm. of people know the song. Um, I think if you are going to do a song like that that has so much significance in the world, you really have to contribute something mm. unique to it. Mm-hmm. So anytime when I try and learn a song by um, by somebody that I admire and a, a song that means something to me, I always try to add whatever I can to it that's my own mm-hmm. and not just replicate what's already been done. So what does the song mean to you? Um, I don't know. I think I, I learned how to play this song when I was going through a breakup. And this oh. is, this is like one of the, <laughs> you know, the best breakup songs ever. Absolutely. And so it just, um, it was a comfort to, to be able to play that and, you know, to, channel my own emotions into mm-hmm. something that was already so well constructed um, but then to you know to at least put my mark on it in some way yeah so I mean it's such a heartbreaking to me it's a such a heartbreaking song such a heartbreaking lyric but the way he writes it somehow and I don't know music theory or anything like that but he's got these beautiful chords and it's somehow he's talking about something really really sad where this person was like what was i thinking what how like how did i let myself well you know, i think go- as as i as we had um talked about before uh willie nelson at the time he was not loved in the country music community because mm. he wrote songs that were very complicated and this song has a lot of jazz chords in it, so yeah, there's a lot of talk about talk about that for a minute, if you would. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of like diminished chords and mm-hmm. a lot of minor sevenths and um, and just things that at the time were not in the the early '60s when he wrote it uh, were popular in in country music, and so um, at the time or they didn't know music, what to do even, with them, right? Yeah, I mean, they. well, I mean, I think there were other styles of music that were more open to it. But country, especially at the time, was just they wanted, you know, three chords and repetition. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Willie Nelson did not give them that. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think one of the things that's beautiful about this song is that it's complicated. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, like, I, I really couldn't play this song until... I had reached a, a comfort with playing kind of strange jazz chords in mm. order to play it. Interesting. Wow. I love that. I love hearing that. Um, let's take a break. Um, I think it's time for you to use the bidet, maybe? Are you into that? Um, I... You don't have to you don't have to talk about it but i would love for you to talk about it i was a thoughtful house guest (laughs) and before i came i made sure that i was already taken care of in that way (laughs) it doesn't you don't it's it it, you don't you don't really actually need to 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 poop you can just sit on the heated seat 
and it's fabulous. It's it's kind of my favorite thing the heated seat, to be honest. And the and the blue, the blue LED light, the Brondell Swash SE six hundred. I think I would prefer enjoying that in my own <laughs> space. All right, fine. We're gonna take a break now. We'll we'll be right back. We're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This is James, an original song by Forrest. His name is James He makes everything alright And you can have him For an hour any night And he'll your troubles feel miles away Just call on James But never in the day He's been in many scenes Some dark and some light He retreats into dreams So he doesn't feel the fright But he appears With a smile every time He's a professional don't ever cross the line with James Oh James Some folks think he's a sinner Some folks think he's just a businessman But if you ain't paying by the hour Dude, it's fine. 
We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. It's about, but I have to tell you my favorite lyric in that song is, he may not fix it, but oh, what an hour can do. Tell me about the song. Well, um, <laughs> so the song is about a, um, a man for hire. <laughs> a, uh, a sex worker. Yes. A gentleman of the night. <laughs> and uh, James is a composite of um, many people and experiences that I've come across since my in my time in New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, but yes, I mean I think that uh, a lot of people who are looking for that kind of a service. They're not looking for reality, and they're not looking for absolution. They're just looking for an hour that will make whatever in their life is a little (laughs) bit better. Exactly. Whether that be a business trip, or a, uh, you know, a bad time, or a good time. You know, there's so many reasons why people (laughs) do these things, but... um, Exactly. Yes. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. This is from 1928, If I Had You. I could show the world how to smile. I could be glad all the while. skies to blue if I had you I could leave the old days behind leave all my pals I'd never mind Start my life all anew if I had you. (laughs) I could climb a snow cab mountain. Feel the mighty ocean white And I could cross the burning desert If I had you by my side And I could be a king, dear, uncrowned Humble or poor, rich or renowned, there's nothing I couldn't do if I had you. If I 
wonderful. Um, the lyric, the whole lyric of that song is beautiful. By the way, that uh, listeners, that was played on the baritone ukulele. This is Moonlight in Manhattan, an original song by Forrest. I picture like an old school um, soft shoe, you know, with like sand on the on the stage and. Oh no! Like I have a like I wrote that with like a Ruby Keeler, Dick Powell, Busby Berkeley <laughs> musical in mind. Well, so. I'm 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 that's fine, but but my my when I hear that song, it just sounds so kind of. It's my intimate. 1930s love song. Exactly. Yeah. It's. <laughs> Gorgeous, gorgeous. Thank you, Forrest. This Thank was, you, Scott. This was lovely. It was lovely for me, too. 
Way Off the Record has been written, edited, and produced by Scott Ambrosino, also produced by Christian Hernandez. And we are available on all platforms where you get your podcasts. And drop us a line on social media. We can be reached at the at sign W-O-T-R pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thanks for listening. As I can hear, I can hear the drink, the ice in your drink clanking well, and your bitchiness. That's it's the the bigger the ice, the better. That's what I say. Well, you know, I don't know. It's, it's been, been lovely. Your cat is asleep. Thank God. Thank God he's asleep. And we have a scrumptious dinner prepared by Christian, one of the producers of Way Off the Pod. Way Off the Record Pod. Jesus, I got my own fucking podcast name wrong. So he made us a lovely dinner and we shall uh, consume such dinner. And I want to show you my big ass TV. Yeah, girl, it's early. We started early. We did. Thank you. Thank you for this. By the way, it was fabulous. Cheers. Mazel tov. <laughs>